you know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, podcast land? This is just Jim and Joe of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And on tonight's episode, we're going to talk some Atlanta Braves baseball. Yours truly got to witness history on Monday night. So I'll be recapping my experience with the Braves and the Yankees from this past week. And so we'll be talking some Braves. We'll also be going into some Atlanta Falcons football discussion as the Falcons are in the midst of their final preseason game and the roster is to be trimmed down to 53 guys by Tuesday at 4 p.m. So we'll be talking some Falcons later on in the show and we'll be doing our latest installment of the University of Georgia Bulldog football jersey number countdown as we are nine days away from Georgia and Clemson. Nine days. So we'll be talking about guys who wore the number nine and, uh, and who made an impact for Georgia, both currently for the dogs and those great Bulldogs of the past. So that's what we got on deck for you guys. And so before I connect with our guest of the week, aka my co-host RG3 via the Fan for All Seasons fan line, it's time for us to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic original oak smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. And I'll be connecting with RG3 here in one second. And we're going to connect via the Fan for All Seasons fan line with my astute co-host, the one the only Mr. RG3. How's it hanging, man? Damn it, Joe. I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm ready for some cooler weather. Football's right around the corner, so I know that the cooler weather is around the corner as well. And you know what else is around the corner, too? What? what? With the Braves, man, I, I want to say the Braves only have 36 more games left this year. Postseason baseball in October is coming up. I know you and I and our man Tom Green have that kind of text conversation about the potential weekend of October 9th and 10th, about what that could mean just between the baseball, postseason baseball and the football. Like, holy cow. I mean, if, I mean, if the Braves win the division and they end up starting the playoffs either on that Thursday or that Friday, and then you've got Georgia-Auburn Saturday, potentially Braves-Brewers game two. Maybe that's Saturday or that Sunday. Then that Sunday, you've got Jets, Falcons in London at 9.30. And then potentially more baseball, more postseason baseball at Truist here in Atlanta that evening or that night. Like, I mean, as a sports fan, I think those are weekends that you and I and Tom and other fans like us dream about, man. Absolutely. That's going to be big. I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully all... Everything's exciting to watch. I'm sure it will be. Oh, and, yeah. um, I mean, just when when you get that close to the to the end of the season. I mean, things just get more serious. Oh, they do. They do. And everybody's like, oh, you know, that's the thing about baseball. But then you think, man, the, the crazy thing about baseball is every every pitch and every situation and everything matters. And I know people look at look at games differently now in August as opposed to what they see in April. But every game is big and every game matters. Every game matters. And and so speaking of baseball, RG3, that's where we're going to get things rolling here. We're going to hit lead off with some Atlanta Braves baseball. And so you may fire when ready, my friend. Oh. All right, well, I think we should start out with um, how fortunate you were to be at the Braves Yankees game on Monday that had some historically that had some historical impact where both teams had a nine game winning streak going into Monday's game. What were your thoughts on the experience? Well, the experience itself was unbelievable. It really was. And I got to give a big shout out to my good friend, Steve Tchaikowski, the, the guy who, who made all that happen. It, it was really fun, a really, really 
really cool experience. I was able to bring Allie with me and we had a wonderful time and we were right behind home plate and it, the, the whole experience was really cool. And I did enjoy, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy the view. It, it was just so picturesque and so serene and so perfect. And, and the other thing that really stood out to me about Monday and is it definitely had a feel of postseason baseball, you know, with all the Yankee fans invading Atlanta. And then and then you've got Brave fans that are pretty jacked up, you know, based off of what the Braves have done. Um, I, I definitely will say Monday was a sight to behold. It was really special. I know the game didn't go our way, and I know the series didn't go our way, but it was really cool having the big bad Yankees here in Atlanta. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I bet. Well, uh, moving on, what, what do you think about um, Travis Darnett? received a two-year contract extension last week. What impact can Travis make, not only offensively, but behind the plate now for the rest of 2021 going into the future? And so what Darno gives you, RG3, is he gives you stability. And so right now the Braves, and so right now the Braves have a solid, steady guy catcher who they feel really good about. And then you go, and then you think going into next year, your backup will either be Shea Langoliers, the talented prospect who's a double-A Mississippi, who was having a career year for the M Braves, or, or William Contreras, who's had a cup of coffee here in Atlanta and who has hit seven home runs and, and done a solid job riding the train back and forth from Gwena to Atlanta. And and so that way, and so that way going forward with Darno, not, not only is his bat going to be really helpful, because Darno's got some pop. I mean, as, I, as I've talked about before, on the show, which I was starting to know, he's a guy who who is a former Silver Slugger Award winner. He's got really good pop. I really like Darno, and I'm glad he's here for another couple of years. I also want to give a shout out to Travis Darno. He and his wife welcomed their first son, Liam Emmanuel Darno, into the world. And so Darno was on paternity leave on Monday when I was at the game, and so I didn't get to see Darno play. Contreras caught, and then we oh, found wow. out the news that uh, Darno, that Darno's wife, had had her baby late Monday night or early Tuesday morning, and. And so what's neat about this stretch the Braves are on right now, see the Braves are finishing up their second and back-to-back off days. And so Darno's gotten to spend time with his little son. I think that's really cool. That is really cool. So I'm really excited about Travis Darno going forward. Yeah, definitely. And what about Dansby Swanson? Um, he's been on fire offensively recently. And um, he's had a career year, really. Um, statistically, Dansby starting to live up to the hype of being the former number one overall pick back in 2015. How do you feel about He really really is is starting to come into his own. I mean, all you have to do is just look at his last 15 games, RG3. In his last 15, he's batting 358 with five homers and 18 RBIs. And and as I talked about last week, how he surpassed Dennis Mankey for for the single season home run record for the Braves. Tansby's hitting the cover off the ball and he's he's making an impact not only offensively, but defensively as well. And it just looks like he, he's starting to come into his own and he, he really is starting to blossom into that number one overall pick out of Vanderbilt back in 2015. I, I'm really, really happy for Dansby and, and I think it just goes to show that when you're when you're a high draft pick like Dansby and high draft picks in general, no matter the sport, it may take these guys time. I know everybody wants to be like Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies and just pop instantly, but it definitely takes time for these, for these guys to really start to come into their own and so like I said, I'm really proud of Dansby. Credit to him and I'm excited to see what he does here in the last 36 games left of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And the Braves will be hosting the San Francisco Giants this weekend, who are the, really the most surprise of baseball this season with a record of 81-44. and 44. What are your thoughts on the series coming up this weekend? Well, let me well, let me back up for a second. Weren't you supposed to go to the game Friday night? So, they're... 
There was a chance that I was going to go to the game. Yes. Uh, we were talking about it, and um, we never ended up getting tickets, and ah. turns out we're not going to the game. Ah, that stinks, man. The Giants are really good. They're 81-44. and 44. And, and so the interesting thing about the Giants... Is, is when you look at their offensive leaders, the one guy that stirs the Giants' drink is one, Brandon Crawford. I feel like Brandon Crawford has played shortstop for the Giants forever. And so Brandon Crawford started, before he got drafted by the Giants, was a shortstop at UCLA and was a great college player and then was taken by the Giants. And so right now, Crawford is batting three. He, he, has, a, he has a batting average of 300. And he's hitting the cover off the ball and he's playing great defense. He's also got 71 RBIs. And then their big home run leader for them is Mikey Ostrzemski. And so Mikey Ostrzemski is the grandson of Red Sox great Carl Ostrzemski. And and so the interesting thing about Mikey Ostrzemski is he played collegiately at Vanderbilt. And so I saw Mikey Ostrzemski play in college at Vandy and was really impressed with what he could do with a metal bat in his hands. And he he's really starting to come into his own for the Giants. So he's got 20 home runs. As I mentioned, Crawford's having a great year. The Giants is short. And then when you flip it over to the pitching side of things, you look at Kevin Gosman. The former Brave, the former Baltimore Oriole. He also was like a top five pick out of LSU back in 2009. He had a two point, or he currently has a 2.47 ERA and a record of 12 and four. And so Gosman, and so Gosman has always been kind of a journeyman, but it looks like now he's starting to have a career year with the Giants. So I'm really interested to see Kevin Gosman. I hope he gets to pitch here in Atlanta. And because when I think of Kevin Gosman, I just think of those moments that he was here in Atlanta. And he would have like an ERA of like three or four or something I'd be like really like you're our third or fourth starter and now he's with the Giants now and he's got a 2.47 ERA and he's 12 and 4 and some other guys for the Giants that have stood out to me is former Georgia Bulldog and Atlanta Brave Alex Wood he's got a record of 10 and 4 he's got a 410 ERA which isn't great but he's got over 10 wins I mean Alex Woods I mean Alex Wood is a solid solid pitcher for the Giants he pitched today I think against the Mets and also when I think back with Alex Wood I think back to those Friday nights in Athens Georgia when he would be pitching against the likes of Florida and LSU and all those beasts of the SEC and he would he would literally just be mowing these guys down and I was like yeah he's a future big leaguer because I remember the thing about Alex Wood is he had kind of a herky jerky release and wind up to how he pitched and every everybody was like scared of the way that he pitched and thought that and everybody was always trying to change him and all that stuff and then I think the Braves finally just left him alone and he was drafted by the Braves and I was really sad to see the Braves trade him for Hector Oliveira of all people Hector Oliveira but I could go on another tangent about that for hours so anyway i'm really happy for alex wood and the last guy for the giants that has really struck my eye is one jake mcgee their closer who used to be with the phillies and the oakland A's. he's got 28 saves and so the giants are no joke i know to us here in atlanta we we look at the giants as kind of almost being in guam because they're in california and we don't really get to see the giants play so i'm fascinated to watch this series the braves definitely have a really tough team coming in and i hope the braves are ready to rock and roll and ready to put the Yankee ready to put the hangover of the Yankee series behind them and take care of business against arguably the best team in Major League Baseball and the San Francisco Giants. So RG3, that's going to round out our Atlanta Braves talk for this week. We're going to flip things over, do some Atlanta Falcons football, and so you may fire when ready, man. Alright, well, uh, the Falcons had another preseason game where we did not see the starters play. Uh, are you surprised by the strategy of only seeing backup so far? I'm not really surprised by it at all. I'm, I, I see... I, 
I see some highlights and stuff where, where you have starters playing. But like I know Flores with the Dolphins was real was really was really one of those that wanted to have his starters play a bunch from the highlights I saw in from last weekend's game. And I just really feel like Arthur Smith's kind of keeping things really close to the best. And so I'm not surprised by this strategy. I, I know I know injuries happen, and I know you want to take you want to take every precaution. But also injuries can happen on the practice field too. I know there's no easy way to sugarcoat this, but with the way things are going with how most teams are doing it we could be seeing some bad football here in the beginning of the season and I think a lot of it is due to these coaches and how they're not wanting to play guys in the preseason but I also get it too and then you look at guys like lesser round draft picks you, you know like take a Brian Finneran for example out of Villanova who who I heard a great interview with him here in Atlanta I guess it was Tuesday he was on the radio and Finneran was like the preseason made me who I was like with the Philadelphia Eagles back in 1998 and and so that just goes to show that the preseason can help you if you're if you were a guy like Brian Finneran or someone like that I mean it really and uh, and so hopefully we get to see hopefully we get to see some action here on Sunday night when the Cleveland Browns come to town yeah and um yeah and then your starters also avoid injuries um, that way, right? Because they're, you know, beginning of the season, you're not completely warmed up. I mean, yeah, you were practicing off season, but with COVID too, I mean, even, I mean, we saw A.J. McCarron tear his ACL right. on Saturday against the Dolphins. Um, and I mean, the Falcons then on Tuesday worked something out and signed Josh Rosen. Um, how do you think Josh Rosen will fit in the QB room behind Matt Ryan and Luke Frank? Well, Josh Rosen, RG3, he definitely has an opportunity here. He has an opportunity. And so for those of you that don't know the career timeline of Josh Rosen, we're talking about a guy who was like a can't-miss prospect at UCLA and was like, you know, the cream of the crop. I, I will always remember there was a crazy photo that I saw of Josh Rosen where his freshman year at UCLA, where he had a hot tub in his dorm room. In his dorm room his freshman year. And so there's a picture of him like chilling in his hot tub. He's like 18 years old at UCLA, and I'm just like, wow, like that's crazy. And like, like so Josh Rosen's a really smart, bright guy, and he, but he's just always had issues kind of wherever he's been. And I think a lot of it is like attitude and things like that. And so I'm hoping Josh Rosen kind of comes in here with a chance, with a chance to really make an impact and a chance to really learn from a great quarterback like Matt Ryan. Like Josh Rosen, I guess you could say, I think this is his fourth team that he's looking to join, and it just looks like to me Josh Rosen is kind of on his last leg so hopefully Josh Rosen can put it all together and be a solid backup for Matt Ryan or or he may not even be here that long it really just depends on how well he plays and how everything works and and as I talked about earlier like Josh Rosen's a really smart guy and like his, like his mom went to Princeton and like his dad is a surgeon I mean he's a really bright dude and I don't I don't think a lot of it has to do with like his intelligence I think a lot of it has to do with his attitude and his motivation and how and things like that so hopefully hopefully Rosen can come in here and be a solid backup, kind of keep his nose clean, and learn from a great quarterback in Matt Ryan. Yeah, definitely. And the Falcons play the Browns Sunday night. Will we finally see Matt Ryan and most of the starters, even just for part of the game? I really think we will. I really think we will. I've, I've heard a couple of interviews with Arthur Smith on various publications this week, and it just seems to think, or it just seems to me that from the tea leaves that I read and that I gathered that Arthur Smith is going to play, and that he is going to play some of these starters here for a little bit. And I hope we get to see the continuity of how everything fits together, especially along the offensive line and, and kind of how that group gels together. I'd like to see the running backs together. I'd just like to see the entire offense together and really see, kind of kind of get a glimpse.
glimpse of what Arthur Smith is working with with this new offense, and especially Matt Ryan. I don't I don't expect Matt Ryan to play very long. Maybe maybe at max like a series or two at best. But but hopefully we get to see the starters play a little bit. I have heard reports that Baker Mayfield probably isn't going to play. That Nick Chubb probably isn't going to play. So hopefully we get to see the guys for the Falcons because that's who we're all really interested to see. And uh, as going back to Josh Rosen for a second, I think Josh Rosen could play some. He could play some on Sunday night. I'm curious to see how he fits in with Arthur Smith and this offense. Going the last thing I'm the last thing I want to say about Josh Rosen is Josh Rosen's got a big arm. I mean, there's no doubt that the physical tools are there for him. And so between he and Matt Ryan, I'm I'm interested to see the quarterbacks too. And I think this I think this Browns Falcons game has a chance to be either really really exciting or really really dull, and we don't learn anything. It could be one extreme or the other, RG3. It could be one extreme or the other. But as I said in the beginning of the show, man, the final cuts for the roster have to be put together by Tuesday at 4 p.m. to get them set for 53 for the Eagles on the 12th of September. So this last preseason game has a big impact on a lot of guys. Because right now I think they were 80 and they got to get it trimmed to 53. Hopefully. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. The NFL, it, it, it gets you, man. It gets you. It really gets you. <laughs> well, I also do want to mention this. I heard a really good interview with Young Way Koo this morning on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. And Koo talked about how excited he is to work with Arthur Smith and just being back here in Atlanta. You know, for those of you that don't know, Young Way Koo has some local ties. He went to Georgia Southern University and, uh, and did a great job for the Eagles in college and has kind of found his footing here in Atlanta. I'm really happy for Young Way Koo and he I mean you could argue Young Way Koo and Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley were the three best Falcons on the team a year ago and I'm excited to see what they what they've got out of Koo and I think and I think Koo is gonna have some big moments here for the birds the birds for sure on special teams I think he will so I'm I'm a big fan of number seven I'm a big Young Way Koo fan big Young Way Koo fan so RG3 we're gonna move on to the last part of the show and we're gonna talk some University of Georgia Bulldog football and we're gonna do the latest installment of the jersey number countdown and today's number is nine RG3 we are nine days away from Georgia and Clemson so the current Bulldogs to wear number nine as I teased last week a freshman wide receiver that Georgia fans need to keep an eye on is number nine Justin Robbins he's six foot four or out of Eagles Landing High School and worked with Terrence Edwards at the Terrence Edwards Academy. Terrence Edwards, for those of you that do not know, Terrence Edwards was arguably the second greatest receiver in the history of Georgia football and really knows his receivers. And so I think Justin Robinson is, is a guy who's going to make a real impact for the dogs as a freshman. Like, he's six foot four. I mean, just the, just the size alone has me really excited about this kid. And I, I really like his upside. And I think he's going to be able to make an impact for the dogs. So that's one number nine. And then the other number nine for the Bulldogs is senior defensive back Amir Speed, who had a career-high three tackles against Zab State back in 2017, and last season did a really good job on special teams. He was a gunner, and so I think Amir Speed's going to make an impact for the dogs here with this being his senior year. So those are the current guys that wear number nine. Now let's jump to Bulldogs of the past RG3 to wear the number nine, and the first of those is 
probably my favorite of the dogs to wear number nine. That is one Alec Ogletree. And Ogletree's finest moment came in arguably the second most gut-wrenching, most heartbreaking loss I've ever experienced with Georgia football. That was the 2012 SEC Championship when he returned when he when, when he returned and blocked field goal. When he returned when he returned that for a touchdown, and all of a sudden I see Alec Ogletree pick up the ball and run, and I'm thinking, we're gonna do it. We're gonna beat Bama. And then, you know, we all know how that happened. Freaking A.J. McCarron. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to get off that tangent. So, so that is definitely <laughs> my favorite moment of Alec Ogletree's career. He's had, a, he's had a great NFL career with the Rams. I can't remember who he's with now, but I, but I know he was with the Rams recently. And he's done a really good job in the NFL and repping the G. A couple other Bulldogs that I want to mention who have worn the number nine. One of those in particular is Rashad Jones. He was a hard-hitting safety, and he had some big hits in his career, like like against LSU when he straight up body slammed a receiver in Athens. Like like I, I watched the highlight of it on YouTube yesterday when I was getting prepared for the show, and I was like, man, Rashad Jones could really hit. I mean, Georgia's had some great safeties through the years. You look at like a Greg Blue, and you look at like Rashad Jones, and and just like great safeties through Keywan Johnson. I'm. I mean, a lot of these guys were just big-time hitters. But Rashad Jones also had 11 career interceptions. He had one in particular against Georgia Tech at Tech. I want to say this was 2009. And it was off quarterback Josh Nesbitt, I remember. And Jones just came up and just snagged the ball out of the air. And I was like, there we go. I think that put the icing on the cake for Georgia to beat Tech, too, if I remember back in 09. So so that's another great Bulldog to have won the number nine. And the last Georgia Bulldog I'm going to talk about to wear the number nine. And we're going to go all the way back to 2000. He had his career moment for the dogs against Tennessee. And this was the year after Georgia did the hobnail boot in 2001. So this is Mark Rick's second year. So David Green is a sophomore. The Georgia's playing Tennessee at home in Athens. And and Georgia at this point is looking is looking to is looking to score. And it's late in the game. And, and so Georgia goes and Mark Rick and David Green are talking things over as far as like what play they're gonna run. And Green gets to play and he comes back into the the huddle and then green snaps the ball and gives the ball to running back tony milton number nine who scored his first and only career touchdown for georgia to put the game on ice for the dogs to beat tennessee 18 to 13 georgia beat tennessee for back-to-back years in 2001 and 2002 so those are just some of the great bulldogs both past and present to wear number nine rg3 as we are nine days away from georgia and clemson and uh I know you're excited. Dude. I'm excited. Dude, I'm so jacked. Like, like I'm I'm so excited. Are, I, are you going to that game? I, I think I am. I think I am. I'm, I'm working on a couple different angles and as far as me making it happen. But there's a really good chance that I will be in Charlotte. So I will get some pictures for our social media for the podcast if I end up going. And, and so I just think Georgia Clemson's got a chance to be really, really cool. It really does. They're calling it the Duke Mayo Classic at Bank America Stadium where the Panthers play. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think it's definitely got a chance to be really fun. Uh, we'll get more into Georgia-Clemson next week as we do our Georgia football 2021 preview episode. We're still working on a guest and trying to finalize everything and a couple other big surprises along the way for, uh, for next week. And as we really get into the nuts and bolts, the meat and the potatoes, that is college football. As college football gets ever closer to G3. I know you're pretty jacked up about Auburn, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know it's going to be, you know, it's uh, Harson's first year as coach, and we're really going to be building the team back. Uh, so, but yeah, I think it, it'll still be a good season, and um, it'll be fun to watch 
Watch play. Well, what's an interesting, what's an interesting connection, RG3, is both your football teams are going through similar situations. Your NFL team with the Falcons have a first-year head coach and have an established quarterback, and your college team has a first-year head coach and an established quarterback. And so, so that is a parallel and a connection that you can feel good about. And, as a fan of both the Falcons and Auburn, is, is they both have a quarterback and that they both really like. So that so that position alone should make you feel better about things in general going forward for both the Falcons and Auburn. That, that is true. That is true. Because, you, I mean, you could I'm argue... Always dude, thinking on the positive side, Joe. I like it. Well, you know me, man. I'm Mr. Positivity. I'm, I'm Mr. There Positivity. I, I really am. RG3, before we get a word from our sponsor, I think it's time we tell the people about FanForAllSeasons.com. You can go to our merchandise store. You can check out our comfy colors t-shirts i'm wearing my red and black one right now and we have them in a variety of colors and so and so go to fanfrostseason.com go into the shop merch tab and you can get our comfy colors t-shirts right now before you know it it'll be getting cold and so you'll want to get hoodies and sweatshirts and things like that to defeat the evil winter and to be able to watch all the football and all the basketball that you want. So bundle up and rock fan for all seasons gear, both for the rest of the summer and going into the fall and winter as well. I need to get me a new hoodie. Yeah, you do, man, you do. Also, RG3, you can find fan for all seasons. Also, the other things you can check out on fanforallseasons.com is you can check out our past episodes, like this episode that we're doing right now. You can listen to our most recent, you can listen to past ones and everything in between. And you can find us on any podcast platform imaginable just white just search fan for all seasons and you'll find us so rg3 i think it's time to get a word from our sponsor all right well fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by georgia smoke barbecue authentic original oak smoke barbecue catering you can learn more at georgiasmoke.com and so for rg3 this has been jam and joe and this has been another exciting installment of the fan for all seasons podcast and we'll talk to you guys next week see ya